to the New Growth Podcast. I am your host, Yvonne Inkiruka, and I am so glad you are here. Today, we are speaking to the lovely Lourdes Branch about beauty in the midst of filter culture. Lourdes is a certified gem. She is an educator, author. She has a blog called Purpose Over Penis. Yes, I said it, <laughs> Purpose Over Penis. I'll stop right there and let you share more. Lourdes, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, good people. Um, well, just to add, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Um, just to add things about me, I am a 12-year educator, like you said. I'm, I'm a Brooklyn girl, but I'm also um, of Guyanese descent. So I have that hoodster and that Caribbean side. Um, I love all things fashion and beauty. It just makes me come alive. Wigs, weave, hair, you know, facial care, natural hair froze. I love it. I love it. And I just, you know, I, I'm really focused on Black women, especially enjoying themselves, loving themselves, because I've, I've just been so impacted in seeing so many women that just don't and um, the ways that we show up in the world when that happens. So, yeah, that's me. Yes, yes, yes. So before we dive into our conversation today, let us know how your hair is doing. <laughs> oh, honey, the, <laughs> the hair is a multi-layered thing. Okay, so <laughs> um, it, funny thing, funny story. When I was in college, one of my really good friends from college, she said to me one day, she was like, um, you change your hair like you change your drawers, sis. Like, what's going on? And I was like, you know what? That's right. I change my hair. I change my drawers regularly. I change daily. Actually, I change my hair daily. It's like it just is a part of me. So at this present moment, as we're recording, my hair is doing multiple things. So under my wig cap, my hair is thriving. I do have a, a teeny weeny afro that is growing um, very nicely. Actually, I'm loving my curl pattern. It's you know, it's curly right now. It's blonde. It's doing its thing. Is it moisturized? It's moisturized. It's good. It's juicy. Loving the bounce. I just don't understand how to do my hair at this current length. So while I want, I want, I want to honor my hair and I want to make it look its best. So we have braided my natural hair up and we've we've put her under a wig cap, a wig cap that I made myself. Um, so I just I, I, we're we're letting my hair rest right now, but she's okay. She's doing well. She's thriving. Thank you for asking about her. I'll let her know. Yes, yes of She's course. Okay. See, that is what we call black girl magic. I mean, mm, hello. I mean, you created this lovely, I'm looking at it right now. You created this lovely wig and it's beautiful. Um, I love that. Do you know I've never worn, like outside, I've never worn a wig. See, okay. Wig, <laughs> I can understand why you've never worn a wig. Wigs are really, really tricky. And for someone with like your head size and head frame, it can be very, very hard to find the right wig that's not going to sit up and look like a cone. Like it, I don't, I have a, a, a larger forehead, but I have a very small head circumference. So whenever I just go to the store and buy a wig, that joint is going to look like it's swimming on me. It, it always looks terrible. So my wig, it has to be custom. It has to mm. be like tailored to my exact head size. So that's the only way that I can wear it. And that that's going to run me three, $400. So I said, listen, I have to know how to put my own wig on, tailor it to my head and make it to me so that it, it looks right if I'm going to 
do the natural hair thing and wear the protective styles, like it also has to be budget friendly and it has to be suited to my head. So I can I can totally understand why you've never worn a wig. It's a whole thing. Yeah, everybody is like, Yvonne, you should try wearing a wig. And I don't know. I just feel like, okay, one day I'm completely bald. And then the next day I have hair down to the back of my butt. Like, I just am like, <laughs> I feel like an imposter. <laughs> that is just mm. like, yeah, because I, it hasn't been, like, I've never had, like, long hair before. Mm-hmm. Like, hair or even, like, extensions. So it's it's a it feels like something completely different right but i feel like to your point with the right wig i could do it yeah see so that point of like feeling like an imposter like even that i think is something that is projected onto black women that if Mm -hmm. i do switch my hair up that i'm now I want to assimilate to a European beauty standard. If I do wear a wig, then I'm I'm not being myself or I don't love myself or I don't love my natural hair. But fam, it's none of that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sis, was, sis was just feeling a little a little playful today. So she put mm-hmm. a wig on. Like it it just it's all of this, like you have to look one way. Like, oh, in order for it to say like you love yourself, you have to have one exact look all the time. It's like, well, no, what if I, I do like to play with color and style? And, you know, like for me, be, being natural or anyone being natural, it's very hard if you want to constantly switch up your hair color you or you want to constantly like do these overly manipulative styles. And it's like, okay, in order for my natural hair to rest, okay, all the cuts and colors and everything that I want to do and try, I'm just going to do it on some random hair that I don't care about and just cut that up instead of, and, and preserve my own natural hair. So it's just for black women, it's like you have to, even yep. in, in, in choosing a hairstyle, you're battling against other people's perceptions and other people's ideology. It's, it's then projected on you and, and you feel hesitant to try something. Right. You feel constricted. And yeah. I think that I'm so glad you said that because I don't think I've ever really thought about why I, I have that feeling, but it's very much that like, um, what will people think if I just mm. show up to the office one day, look at this way and then completely looking <laughs> so it's another way. Um, but that is so good. And I feel like it's so connected to our conversation today. You know, we're discussing really this idea of embracing our beauty in the age of filter culture. So hello, hello, (laughs) hello. So over the last five to 10 years, technology has provided the everyday, the average person with the ability to digitally modify themselves so that they appear to have no imperfections, blemishes, cellulite, lumps, bumps. It makes your nose you know, slimmer, gives you that hourglass shape. It just does so much for you. It has you looking like a completely different person. Some people would actually call it virtual plastic surgery. Also, for some, it has been the great equalizer when it comes to beauty standards. So we wanted to have this real conversation about how we feel about filters, filter culture, and beauty standards. So Lourdes, do you use filters. <laughs> and what do you think about them? <laughs> so yes, I do use filters. <laughs> I use facial filters and color scheme filters, but I have just recently learned that there are now body filters. 
And I think when I hit, when I knew about the body filter, I was like, okay, fam, this has gone too far. <laughs> like I am, I refuse to use a body filter because I'm going to step outside and people are going to be like, who is that? But girl, you don't, you look nothing like that picture that you posted. So I am, I am in filter culture, but I'm halfway out. Cause I, I, I think it, it can get to an excessive extreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm right there with you. Like, you know, when you're posting something to your story and you're like, oh, I want to look a, a lit, like some blemishes, <laughs> maybe you have some bags under your eyes. Mm-hmm. So you just roll and instantly all the blemishes are gone. And mm-hmm. just, it looks like you have the best skin. People be my DM be like, oh, your skin look good. I'd be like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> right. Thank the filter maker, honey. So we both use filters, but there is a whole culture around posting pictures that don't really look like yourself. Is this affecting you? And if so, how? Oh, absolutely. Um, so one of my favorite pastimes is just to like read random studies. And if, if I'm interested on a topic, I'm going to read up on it and try to see like what's going on. So and um, also being a teacher, I've spent a lot of time on Zoom. All of my classes suddenly went to remote. And you are spending, you know, eight hours a day staring at yourself on the computer. And I'm like, I started thinking, like, how how is this impacting? Like, if I'm, I all I'm doing is looking at myself in a, a, a 2D box all day long. Like, how is this impacting how people feel about themselves? So I was reading an article that was saying the the, the number of plastic surgery surgery has jumped dramatically because people are spending time on Zoom all day, looking at staring at their faces, and they're they're noticing like, oh, I have a line there, <laughs> oh, I have a double chin, uh, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know my ears were this big, like because you you are doing nothing but staring at yourself all day long, and it amplifies any insecurity that you have. It just has these voices that are now screaming at you where you are being judged, you're judging yourself on your your appearance. And now you're like, okay, other people are judging me on this technological experience. So because we're spending so much time, so much more time on technology now, it it adds to that, like, oh, well, let me get a filter. (laughs) Because Zoom has filters. Zoom has fake makeup settings that you could put on. And there's, yeah, like there's lighting adjustment. And I made the conscious choice on Zoom to turn down the lighting adjustment because I was like, look, if I get dependent on this lighting adjustment, I'm going to go ahead and get some Botox. (laughs) Like, it's going to be, sis sis just just went and got her face refreshed. Like, I just, I was like, no, I have to turn down the the lighting adjustment to to just look like myself um, and embrace that. So now... Fast forward how that shows up in my everyday life, like I am a little bit more hesitant and like, okay, does my makeup look perfect when I'm going outside? Because, you know, I want I want to make sure that my skin is glowing and and you know it's reflective of the way that I want it to. When I'm on Instagram, I'm like, ooh, are are is everything, you know, how's it coming across? <laughs> like is this lighting right. right? Um, so yeah, it it definitely it impacts the way that you show up in the world and how, you know, you, the choices that you make towards your beauty every day. And to your point, we, we are constantly looking at ourselves more than ever. And not only are we looking at ourselves, 
we are looking at other people mm -hmm. and so you know you have access to everyone all the time and you're making connections or you're making distinctions based upon how this person looks and how you look and if they look better you're like it you know, it speaks to you. You're like, oh, how did this girl, how does this girl always take perfect pictures? Right. <laughs> and so then you start to look at your profile and you're like, my pictures don't look this good. And mm -hmm. you start to strategize. You're like, yes. okay, I gotta get, I gotta get this foundation. I gotta make sure I hit the light all the time. Um, you know, you start strategizing for how you can appear more perfect. At least that's the case for me, you know, and it's so subtle. It is so subtle. And I think also the onset of likes mm -hmm. thing, right? Like the more beautiful you appear or the more um, blemish-free, perfect looking you are, the more you're like, okay, I'm more likely to get likes. Right. <laughs> and so... It's almost like controlling. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's funny that you mentioned the the um, the old cameras. Like I am a geriatric millennial, according to <laughs> <laughs> according to popular studies right now. Because I'm you know over thirty five, I'm considered a geriatric millennial, and I appreciate that because I was a teenager. I was um, a college student in the era prior to Instagram. And we would carry around those little Polaroid cameras where you took a, 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 a you know a picture with your friends and you had to roll the 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 little button to get to the another one, the next one, and y'all are just taking pictures without editing. You're in the moment snapping pictures and you're enjoying it, but you're not looking back to see like, oh girl, oh wait, girl, my duck lips don't look right in this one. Oh wait, girl, oh my eyes is closed in this one. You had to wait several weeks until that whole camera roll was done. You had to take it to the Walgreens or somewhere, drop the camera off. It wasn't in your pocket anymore. And then you had to wait like a week or so for them to develop the, the pictures before you could actually see what you look like. And you, in, I feel in that time, like, I don't think I struggled with comparison or struggled with insecurity mm -hmm. um, to the degree that I may feel it today because I'm walking around. It's like, we all regular out here. Like everybody, you know, we're, we're just, we're living life. We're not constantly looking at each other and, uh, you know, on a screen or constantly seeing ourselves where it's like, now I'm all I see all day are images of mm -hmm. other people, of myself, whether if I'm on some, you know, technological format, it just it's this constant cycle. And, and it's so quick. And, and, and so your your feed is constantly refreshing. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that the pictures just keep getting better and better and better. I and know. <laughs> you're like, wait, wait a minute. I barely ingested the, the pictures that I just saw. And now this girl, sis is flawless. Like the lighting is <laughs> just is dynamic. The outfit is immaculate. The hair is like, girl, who does your wig? Like it just, it's, it's constant. So you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm about to go get these eyebrows done. I'm about to go and get my nails done. I got to get my nails done. I, I can't just, I can't walk around here looking dusty because this is, this is my competition. And now right. you're, you're exposed to women that you would have never seen in your lifetime. I'm looking mm -hmm. at chicks in Turkey like, dang, okay. Now I'm <laughs> 
I'm comparing myself to homegirl I've never met in Turkey. I ain't never been yeah. to Turkey, but I'm comparing myself to Turkish people. Like what? Yep. And yeah, it is. It is insane. Yeah, and there is totally a filter standard, mm-hmm. right? There's totally a, like the question is, what are we filtering ourselves to look like? Mm-hmm. And the reality, it is like this white woman mm-hmm. with like maybe dark features, dark hair, hourglass shape, plump lips, high mm-hmm. cheekbones. You can't really tell if she's like white from America or she's like Persian mm-hmm. or, you know, just kind of ambiguous where she's from. And I hate that. Absolutely. I that because I do not look anything and I don't want to look anything like that. But what is happening is the messages that are being communicated is like, oh, in order to be loved or to be liked, I need to look like this. Yeah. Well, ultimately, we're all filtering ourselves out to look like an imaginary person because like all of the filters end up being an amalgamation of these different cultures. So you have a white skin tone, but you have black girl lips or you have, Mm -hmm. you know, Asian set eyes or you have um, a Persian skin tone like you. It's like none none of none of this exists in in one human person, (laughs) but we're going to pull it all together and this is going to be the filter. And so yesterday I was I was like, okay, let me let me post a selfie. Let me play around with some of these Insta filters on at the bottom. And it it just really dawned on me that every single one of the beauty filters were white women. They mm-hmm. all had blonde hair. There was, you know, one where you could change your eyes to blue eyes. And it it just I was like, wait a minute. Like even even in, in if I'm being playful, even if I'm just like, you know, um trying to t- toy around with filters, I'm still being met with an um, a Europeanized beauty standard. I'm still com- now comparing myself as a black woman. I'm trying to make myself look like a white woman. Like there's no black girl feature. It just, mm-hmm. it, it, it just, you know, is this, is this continued racial baggage, even in, in, in filtering. And it, it's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that makes me think about how even technology is racist. Mm-hmm. And technology, although it's supposed to to not be racist, it's not objective because many of the people who have built the algorithms or I'm sorry, built the applications and the apps and, you know, just built these technologies that we use are white. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I really I struggle with this. I, I struggle with the culture. Like, am I participating in it? You know, when I post. I mean, I really try to post like a wide variety of things, but it it's hard to engage when you're you're like, could this potentially be contributing to someone feeling less than? Mm-hmm. Is that do I need to worry about that? Like, am I responsible for how other people receive, you know, maybe some message? hidden messages that I'm sending. Like, it's just, I, I don't want to participate in it at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you feel that way, but. Oh, absolutely. Like there, you know, there's this constant pressure to alter yourself. And there is this constant pressure to appear perfect and to look better than the next chick. And 
even just the fun of Instagram, that's gone now because you have to make sure that your page is perfectly curated and everything that you post is coming across in a certain light. So we're all constantly like fueling for each other. Like, okay, let me make sure that you know, my my uh, nine square is perfect. And that's going to make for the next person that like, oh, okay, no, this, so this is how I have to present myself. So we're, we're all promoting it. Um, I think it's about being like, it's consciously stepping back and choosing, you know what? This I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not Photoshopping my pictures. I'm not, I'm, this, this is not happening here. Like I'm, I am going to present, I'm going to post the unfiltered picture or I'm going to post the one that cute, but I don't know if it's how many likes it's going to get because it's just my my picture that I like. Like, perfect mm. example, I, um, I posted a picture and I love the way my face looked in it. Love my mm-hmm. hair was hitting that day. Skin was glowing. I'm like, hey, okay, she hitting. <laughs> and I look, I, the longer I stared at the picture, I realized my eyebrows weren't even. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like I had the way that I had penciled them, they weren't perfectly even that day. Um, but I have a scar on my left eyebrow that makes it really mm-hmm. hard to get eye- eyebrow um, contouring perfect. And that that was what was messing up the the eyebrows from matching. It was it was my scar on the left side of my eyebrow. And I was just like I'm, feel, I'm feeling emotional even as I'm talking about it. It was like, so I, I have this quote unquote imperfection that's just a part of my face. Like I, I, I actually love my scar. I think it, it gives my face character. But now I'm hesitant to post my picture on social media because people can see that. And I think that social media, it, it trains us to, you know, filter out all of our imperfections, filter out the things that make us because we want to project this perfect image. And while I love the picture, I was nervous about people judging me like, oh, mm-hmm. her eyebrows are a little, a little shifty. <laughs> like I was, you know, I was really nervous about like people being like, oh, well, she's not beautiful or she's not this or she's not, you know, attractive because this, this one little thing. And eventually I was like, you know what? I just posted the picture and I wrote, uh, you know, the caption to, for this whole mental process that I'm going through because I think that is what releases us. Like, and we it releases us, and then we release other people to come to step out of that filter culture and be like, you know what? I have scars. I have imperfections. I have things that might not get the the hundred like hit, but yep. you know what? This is me, and it's okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that, and thank you so much for sharing that process because we all have that thing that we're just like, ah, oh, should I like? try this picture again. And, and for me it is, okay. So I smile really big. Mm-hmm. Like my smile goes from the North to the South. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's wide and it mm-hmm. is long. And when I smile really hard, like when I am the most joy filled, what happens is my gum, I have mm-hmm. like uh, gum that you can see, like I have more gum than I have teeth. My teeth are actually big. <laughs> my teeth are actually big, but my gums are like expanded too. Mm-hmm. So I hate pictures. Mm-hmm. I love. Okay, what I love is the joy that comes out from those pictures. Yeah, but I always notice my gums, and I'm like, "Oh, girl, that is not cute." And so, even when I smile for pictures, 
I turn it down. I'm like, mm-hmm. right. oh, <laughs> let's get the let's get the muted smile. Yeah, the right, and even that feels like a form of filter. You yeah, know? and how are we filtering our lives for the gram or for Facebook? And and that leads me to this other idea of is filtering bad? Mm. Is filtering bad? Because some people would say that makeup is a form of filtering. Some people mm-hmm. would say that plastic surgery is a form of filtering. So is filtering, or some people even would say waist trainers are, <laughs> oh, that's definitely um, filtering. <laughs> are a form of filtering. So is it bad? Like what, what's really the issue with it? So that's that's a really good question. And I it, um, I think about your story about muting your smile. It's connected with like, what's the reason behind why we're doing this? Like, I think it's like, what is your motivation for filtering? Like, who, who told you that your gummy smile wasn't good? Like, where where did that ideology come from? And it's a part of like unpacking our baggage as to like, why, why do I think that? Like, who told me that my scar wasn't acceptable? Or like, who, who told me that I have too much gum, I have too much forehead. And I know for me, I filter my eyebrow and I filter my forehead because I was made fun of (laughs) in in, in middle school. Everybody used to call me Gina from, from Martin because Gina had a big forehead and I have a big forehead. So my nickname was Gina. So I, I wear bangs or I wear a side swoop because people are like, all right. You got this big old forehead. But there, there came to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear some straight back braids and y'all going to get all of this forehead and not even yeah. and not worry about it. Hello? Oh, my scar. Like I've had family members ask if I want to get plastic surgery to fix my eyebrows. Like, no, I, I'm i good. Perfectly fine. Um, so it just is like, where where is it coming from? Um, you know, so filtering, like putting on makeup, you're, you're enhancing your beauty. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But are there days that you can go makeup less? And if you can't, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. I believe, listen, sis, if you want to snatch your waist, you want to train your waist to be a size 20 and you have a 45-inch hip, that's your bit. Go ahead, sis. Mm-hmm. Curve it out. Mm-hmm. But why, though? Like, why are you, like, where is that coming from? Did someone tell you that you were pudgy in the tummy? Or did someone tell you that you weren't curvy enough? Or, you know, are you trying to look like the Kardashians? Like, what what is behind the choices that you're making? And if you're making a choice that, like, I just like the way I look, or this just makes me feel beautiful, or or I just want to experiment, be free, my friend, be free. Mm-hmm. But if it's coming from, you know, possible bullying or an insecurity that you have or some someplace sinister, then you want to look at it of like, okay, this filter culture is problematic and it, the way that it's impacting me and I'm showing up is problematic. Mm. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. So really looking at your intentions, the motives, maybe there's some trauma associated with it. Like mm-hmm. bullying over how you looked or maybe it's a point of contention in your family. Like, you know, I know for me, like the pressure sometimes to have hair is so heavy from my family. Sometimes I feel it Mm -hmm. when they don't say it, I feel it. And when they do say it, I really feel it. The things you don't really think affect you 
you store them mm-hmm. in a place. And if you don't really address it, it comes back out in these like minute ways in your daily life. Uh, when you're taking a picture, when you're posting a picture on Instagram or Facebook. But I, I really, for me, I really want to be mindful of how I'm contributing to this space, not just for people who exist now, but people who may look, stumble across my profile maybe years from now and they stumble across my pictures. I don't want them to see something that is not me. I want them to see me, who I yeah. am. And there are days where there is a spectrum of like how I can look. I can look like, okay, what I look like when I wake up. Mm-hmm. I can look like, oh my gosh, like who is she? You know, and I think we all have that ability, right? And mm-hmm. I want to be intentional about showing some of a little bit of all of that like the real and also the enhanced. But personally, I'm not going to filter my body. I'm not going to slim my nose. I'm not going to, you know, I I just don't want to contribute to that Eurocentric standard of beauty and reinforce that. Like, I I wouldn't say I have a big nose, but I have a, like, you can see my nose. (laughs) (laughs) See my nose. And it's just like, I don't want to look white. I want to look black. I want to look how God created me to look. Right. Now, I I will put on some makeup, though. I will put on some foundation. But I think for every person, what they will or will not do looks different. And I'm not here to judge you. But I do love what you said about just like checking in on where this desire is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a constant battle, right? Because... The beauty standards are constantly changing and they're constantly getting more perverse. And you are now looking at yourself like, how do I measure up? And it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to feel like, OK, well, I don't measure up to the beauty standard um, that is it's everywhere. It's in, in all the things. It's in it's in serial advertisements. It's, it's yeah. just it's all around you. And if you're constantly getting this measuring this this messaging, I don't measure up or I'm not as much as or I'm not pretty or or I'm not I'm not the S like there's this constant weight that you can put on yourself. So you, you have to do a lot of evaluation. And I think for, you know since 2020, like we are all talking about the word trauma, like it is a buzzword right now, mental health and things like they are very on trend and on brand to talk about right now. But I think it's so important that we are having these conversations because like we are carrying around years and years and years of unaddressed trauma. The human psyche is but so big. So if you were bullied when you were seven or you you know, had a boy that you liked that didn't like you back when you were 12 or you, you know, someone told you you were fat, skinny, ugly, like when you were 19. If you haven't sat with that, you haven't processed that, that's still inside you. You're still walking around and carrying that. And Mm -hmm. you are now making your current day decisions on the time that homeboy told you you wasn't cute. Like, sir, go away. So we have, we just have to keep making those evaluations. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this quickly, which is the young girls, if we who are grown women are affected by this, I cannot imagine how young girls are being affected by this because 
for them, they're in like teenagers, right? Like they're trying to figure out their their bodies and their image. And they're having to do this with so much pressure to look a certain way, to be a certain way. You know, girls who are 12 are looking like they're 17, 18, 21. And I, I feel like, I don't, I hate to be pessimistic, but I feel like this is not headed in a positive trend. It, it is, oh. it is actually, and, and I watched this uh, doc, docu-series on social media and they talked about how suicide rates within the last couple of years within adolescents have skyrocketed and they, they attribute that to social media culture. And I, I believe it's some of that is the pressure that young girls are having, young girls and young men mm-hmm. are, have, are experiencing because of it. So I, I don't know. I feel it, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad and it's pervasive because I have young cousins who are like 12 to 17 and the things that they talk about, the things that they say about their bodies, I'm just like, are you kidding me? First of all, if 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 we could trade looks right now, sis, <laughs> let, let, let me give me that 12 year old tummy. Huh? Like, let's 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 swap out. Give me that. Give me that 17 year old waist. Like, let's let's talk about that or, or get, give me those 17 year old legs. And they just don't like themselves because yep. of the culture. And I'm like, no, but you are gorgeous. Like, yes. Yes. whether it's their hair, like cousins with beautiful curly hair, or, or even if they're a little skinnier, like beautiful muscle tone, or just all these like beautiful features and wonderful girls. And they're like, oh, well, okay, well, no, I need to, I need to do this. Or, oh, well, maybe if I look like this. Are you kidding me? You're literally the standard. And, and anyone that is making fun of you is jealous. That that is that is all that it is. It's it, yeah. you are the beauty standard. You yep. in of yourself the way that you're walking around this world. Um yep. it just it it impacts them. So I know for me, like, because we all have insecurity, we all have trauma, we all have things that we're processing through. And I am just wanting to do the work and process for myself so that should the good Lord bless me with children, if I have a, a little girl, I don't want to pass my trauma on to her. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, pass down insecurity. And I want her to feel like, oh, well, my mother likes herself or my mother is confident in who she is. So I can be too. Like <coughs> if, if my mother is, com- is comfortable in her own skin, I can be comfortable in my own skin. That's good. That is so good. Um, just doing the work first. I loved what you said about affirming young girls and letting them know that you are the standard. That is mm-hmm. so powerful. You know, you are the standard. Your shape is the standard. Your your hair is the standard. You are the standard. And And what that really means is the way you were made, the way God created you, is perfect. Period. Period. And just as much as we need to tell the younger generations that, we need to tell ourselves that daily, that we are the standard. The way we've been made is perfect. Um, so Lord S, this season is all about embracing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been talking about beauty and filter culture, but I want to know practically. How have you been embracing your beauty? Mm. All the all the steps. Um, I think 
<laughs> if we're going to go from top down. Um, I had permed my hair and it was just breaking. And I was like, I, it was longer, but it was just breaking. And I think I had to come to a place where I'm like, this is, this is not healthy. And I just cut the permed ends off and started wearing my own natural hair and, and investing in my natural hair. Um, and I think that message for someone, honey, go ahead and, and cut them dead ends off because they're they're not <laughs> not helping you with whether that's in relationships, whether that is in the career where wherever you have dead ends, go ahead and, and cut them off and just and start afresh. Um, so yeah, for for my hair routine, I just I embrace the fact that I I am a four C natural and that's okay. And we're just gonna condition, wash, condition this hair that I have and make it do what it do. And if I have to, because my hair is a little bit more gentle, I have to put it in a protective style for the moment. I'm putting in a protective style, but this this wig cap is not my hair. And I will (laughs) clearly let you know it's it's a wig cap and that's okay. And I still love my natural hair. Um, For my skin, I've invested in a skin routine, skincare routine, all about making sure that you're having the, the right face wash and you are doing the serums and the, you know, um, the mist and moisturizers and making sure you got that good glowing skin, that good glow, honey. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm doing the same for my body skin, like making sure I'm using the right lotions, drinking water, minding my business, <laughs> exercising, <laughs> like, like doing all of that investment and, but also doing the internal work of like, if my attitude is ugly, Where's that coming from? Like, cause you you can't have a pretty face and an ugly attitude. Uh, they cancel each other out. So going to therapy, listening to people's constructive feedback and trying to implement it. You know, doing self reflection, reading a lot of I guess it's self help books, but just like you know journaling and and reading those really targeted emotional health books. Like we're to make sure that you are. You're beautifying the inside as much as you are beautifying the outside. So that 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 quiet and that gentle spirit. The Bible talks about that that imperishable beauty of a quiet and gentle spirit. That's what's showing up and shining through, along with making sure the outside is well taken care of. <laughs> like we take care of the inside and the outside. They both cute. Um, so yeah, that's been my my current routine. I love that, and I guess. One of the things I heard you say was you're you're not only I guess filtering. I'm going to use filtering for the lack of a better you know word, but you're not only filtering the external, you are filtering the internal. For me, that is beautiful. That is what beauty looks like, and it's the combination of your physical and the internal, the spiritual. And I love that. I love that so much. How have I been embracing myself? When it comes to beauty, I have been, I've just been, you know, I live in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Okay. Atlanta is the home of the big booty. (laughs) (laughs) The big booty and also the long nails. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, The weaves down to the back of their, you know, down to their backs and Everybody is like visibly beautiful, you know, and 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 in a way that is different than what I'm used to, right? And and so not I 
I shouldn't say different than what I'm used to, but it's just, it's just very visible here. Mm -hmm. um, it's super so, pronounced in it's, Atlanta. It's so pronounced. And so for me, I have more of an athletic built. I'm tall. I have a bald head. And I think I resonate with a lot of what you said that one day beauty will fade. Your beauty will fade. I don't care how much plastic surgery you have. I don't care how much you filter yourself. Your physical beauty will, you will not look how you look 20 years from now. You'll look completely yeah. different. You know, it, things will start to sag, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have been really focused on like building up my character, healing, just putting um, a lot of energy into like the inside. And I found that that has actually allowed me to be more confident. Mm -hmm. And when I walk out in the world, I could have on the most plain outfit on, just like just woke up. And people are like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. I have no makeup on. I don't have any like a cute outfit on. And I think part of what is happening is people can smell, people can sense the beauty like oozing out of you. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the work I've been doing, like appreciating how God has made me, how I look, and just reminding myself I don't have to look this way to be loved, to be liked, and keep it moving. Absolutely. Uh, the Bible tells us that, you know, charm is deceptive and beauty is vain. So it's it, we, we only have but a second. If you know, if you are the hot girl today, honey, enjoy the shine because it might uh -huh. be different tomorrow. So, yeah, like it, 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 we don't want to underemphasize our physical beauty. Like you don't be out here dusty, but we don't want to overemphasize it because it's not the totality of who you are. Right. And I think for me, like when I first did go natural, like I was hesitant because I was like, oh, the men's they, they not going to be checking for me if I got this fro. Like, ooh, I'm nervous. And I kid you not, the day that I went outside, the first day that I went out with my fro, it was like some sort of bat signal went out to the dudes that they was like, oh, fro? <laughs> like, whoa, what is what is happening here? Like, and I, and what I think it is, is the fact that I just didn't care about people's opinions. I wasn't worried about, you know, any standard that day. I was just like, I just want to exist well in my own body. Like I want to mm -hmm. be a carefree, carefree black girl and flip through the world with happiness and joy and wonder. And that's attractive to people. Like they notice when you're just like, when you're healing and when you are comfortable, when you're confident, that, that draws people in. So the things mm -hmm. that we might be hung up on, well, I don't got a BBL, <laughs> like, you know, or, or I don't have a, th a 36 double D breast. Like that's, that's not it. It's what I, one thing I do know about men, they just, they like things that, you know, they don't care what the things look like. They just like them. <laughs> like you, you can have the biggest, butt, you can have the smallest, butt, you can have the thickest waist. You can have the slimmest waist. They just like things. And if they like it, they will come after it. So mm -hmm. just, just let all that go and just be yourself. Wow, this has been such a great conversation. I'm glad we could bring to light 
what we already talk about on a mm-hmm. regular basis. And thank you, Lourdes, for being so vulnerable and and imparting so much wisdom and so many nuggets. And like I said at the beginning, Lourdes is a gem of all gems, okay? And if you're listening and you, you know, you know somebody that knows somebody... <laughs> And, you know, you know, if you try to reach out to her, slide in those DMs. <laughs> she gave me permission to say that. Listen, listen, we can, we, we are out here recruiting. I don't care. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. So Lourdes, how can we support you? How can we as a new growth community support you? You know, honestly, like, if you think sis is pretty, go ahead and say that. Like, I I don't, I don't know what else other than, you know, if you see me and you're like, I love the way your skin looks today, say that. If you, Mm -hmm. you know, if I have on a beautiful outfit, say that. Or, you know, it's just like, just, if you think it, go ahead and say it out your mouth. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I need that for, you know, my identity or I need that for my confidence. It's just nice to hear it. And if you are, you do want to be an affirming and supportive person. If you notice that a woman is, there's something about her that's striking and that's beautiful, tell her. <laughs> for the gentleman, you, there are non-creepy ways for you to compliment a woman. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, my, you could just be like, you know what? you look lovely today or, you know, you're just, you are very beautiful. Like if, if you think that, go ahead and say it. And, and also for women, for us to, I think, knock down this beast of insecurity or knock down this beast of, of comparison. If you see a woman, another woman who looks remarkably beautiful that day, tell her like, mm-hmm. it, the, honey, the waist is snatched today, girl. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. Or, oh yeah, girl, that fro is throwing. I love it. We should compliment one another because that that takes away the power of envy. It takes away the power of comparison when we affirm others, mm-hmm. um, and it and it and it can help someone else to to not want to filter themselves out today because they're like, you know what, I'm good today. Thank you right. for that reminder. But yeah, if you you want to support me, you think I'm pretty, tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Where can they tell you you're pretty at? Honey, y'all can go right on over to Instagram at Lordess underscore Anita and tell me I'm pretty. I also mm-hmm. have a website, LordessAnita.com. You want to put in the comments? Sis, you're pretty. <laughs> go right on ahead. Like I, I will, I will gladly receive it. And I'll compliment you back. Yes, yes. Now, Lordess, you're working on some things. Um, you are also an author. Where can they get your book at? Honey, okay, so all the things can be found at lordessanita.com, all the links. I do have a book that's purpose over blank because we purpose over everything. Um, You definitely want to focus on your God-given purpose and eliminate distractions um, that come in the way. I also have a YouTube channel, Lordess Anita, where I do um, a show called The Purpose Talks with Lordess Anita. Season two is is coming right on up. Wait on it. It's coming. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm all around. So you can find all the things at lordessanita.com. Beautiful. Wonderful. All right. So that it concludes our time for today. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the new growth episode. Thank you, Lordess, for coming on the show and blessing us. And if you liked what you hear, go ahead and subscribe and leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought. 
Also, you can leave a review. Your reviews help to take this podcast to spaces and places I could not. I would love to continue the conversation over Instagram. You can go ahead and send me a message, slide in my DMs, and let me know what you thought. All right, until next time, I hope you are producing new growth in your life. Love you guys.